0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. A short message for grown-ups. I would like to invite you to subscribe to Sleep Tight Premium, with extra bedtime stories, mindfulness activities, and sound and music for sleep. Sleep Tight Premium helps make your Sleep Tight routine easier, and the kids will love the shout-outs and birthday messages. Visit SleepTypePremium.com to start your free trial. Thank you. This story is about a caterpillar who is given the responsibility of looking after a butterfly's eggs. She asks the lark for help to know what to do to raise the eggs and is shocked his answers the butterfly let me hire you as a nurse for my poor children said a butterfly to a quiet caterpillar who was strolling along a cabbage leaf in her odd lumbering way see these little eggs continued the butterfly I don't know how long it will be before they come to life, and I feel very sick and poorly. And if I should not make it, who will take care of my baby butterflies when I am gone? Will you, kind, mild green caterpillar? But you must be careful with what you give them to eat, caterpillar. They cannot, of course, live on your rough food. You must give them early dew and honey from the flowers and you must let them fly about only a little way at first, for, of course, one can't expect them to use their wings properly all at once. Dear me, it is a sad pity you cannot fly yourself, but I have no time to look for another nurse now, so you will do your best, I hope. Dear, dear, I cannot think what made me come and lay my eggs on a cabbage leaf. What a place for young butterflies to be born upon. Still, you will be kind, will you not, to the poor little ones? Here, take this gold dust from my wings as a reward. Oh, how dizzy I am, caterpillar. You will remember about the food. And with these words, The butterfly drooped her wings and was gone. And the green caterpillar, who had not had the opportunity of even saying yes or no to the request, was left standing alone by the side of the butterfly's eggs. A pretty nurse she has chosen indeed, poor lady, exclaimed she, and a pretty business I have in hand. Why, her senses must have left her, or she would never have asked a poor, crawling creature like me to bring up her dainty little ones. Much they'll mind me truly when they feel the happy wings on their backs and can fly away out of my sight whenever they choose. Ah, how silly some people are, in spite of their painted clothes and the gold dust on their wings. However, the poor butterfly was gone, and there lay the eggs on the cabbage leaf. And the green caterpillar had a kind heart, so she resolved to do her best. But she got no sleep that night. She was so very anxious. She made her back quite ache with walking all night round her young charges, for fear any harm should happen to them. And in the morning says she to herself, Two heads are better than one. I will ask some wise animal about the matter and get advice. How should a poor, crawling creature like me know what to do without asking for help? But still, there was difficulty. Who should the caterpillar ask? There was the shaggy dog who sometimes came into the garden. But he was so rough, he would most likely whisk all the eggs off the cabbage leaf with one brush of his tail if she called him near to talk to her. And then she should never forgive herself. There was the tomcat, to be sure, who would sometimes sit at the foot of the apple tree, basking himself and warming his fur in the sunshine. But he was so selfish and indifferent. There was no hope of his giving himself the trouble to think about butterfly eggs. I wonder which is the wisest of all the animals I know, sighed the caterpillar. In great distress and then she thought and thought till at last she thought of the lark and she liked this idea because the lark went up so high and nobody knew where he went to he must be very clever and know a great deal for to go up very high which she could never do was the caterpillar's idea of perfect glory. Now in the neighboring cornfield, there lived a lark, and the caterpillar sent a message to him to beg him to come and talk to her. And when he came, she told him all her difficulties and asked him what she was to do to feed and raise the little creatures so different from herself. Perhaps you will be able to inquire and hear something about it the next time you go up high, observed the caterpillar timidly. The lark said, perhaps he should. But he did not satisfy her curiosity any further. Soon afterwards, however, he went singing upwards into the bright blue sky. By degrees, his voice faded away in the distance till the green caterpillar could not hear a sound. It is nothing to say she could not see him, for, poor thing, she never could see far at any time, and had a difficulty in looking upwards at all, even when she reared herself up most carefully, which she did now, but it was of no use. So she dropped upon her legs again and resumed her walk around the butterfly eggs, nibbling a bit of the cabbage leaf now and then as she moved along. What a time the lark has been gone, she cried at last. I wonder where he is just now. I would give all my legs to know. He must have flown up higher than usual this time, I do think how I should like to know where it is that he goes to and what he hears in that curious blue sky. He always sings going up and coming down, but he never lets any secret out. He is very close. And the green caterpillar took another turn round the butterfly's eggs. At last, the lark's voice began to be heard again the caterpillar almost jumped for joy and it was not long before she saw her friend descend with a hushed note to the cabbage bed news news glorious news friend caterpillar sang the lark but the worst of it is you won't believe me I believe everything I am told observed the caterpillar hastily well then first of all I will tell you what these little creatures are to eat." And the lark nodded his beak toward the eggs. What do you think it is to be? Guess. Dew and the honey out of flowers, I am afraid, sighed the caterpillar. No such thing. Something simpler than that. Something you can get at quite easily. I can get at nothing quite easily but the cabbage leaves, murmured the caterpillar in distress. Excellent, my good friend, cried the lark. You have found it out. You are to feed them with cabbage leaves. (gasps) Never, cried the caterpillar indignantly. It was their mother's last request that I should do no such thing. Their mother knew nothing about the matter, persisted the lark, but why do you ask me and then not believe what I say? You have neither faith nor trust. Oh, I believe everything I am told, said the caterpillar. No, but you do not, replied the lark. You won't believe me even about the food, and yet that is but a beginning of what I have to tell you. Why, Caterpillar, what do you think those little eggs will turn out to be? Butterflies, to be sure, said the Caterpillar. Caterpillars, sang the Lark, and you'll find it out in time. And the Lark flew away, for he did not want to stay and contest the point with his friend. I thought the lark had been wise and kind, observed the mild green caterpillar, once more beginning to walk round the eggs. But I find that he is silly and saucy instead. Perhaps he went up too high this time. Ah, it's a pity when people who soar so high are silly and rude nevertheless. Dear, I still wonder whom he sees and what he does up yonder. I would tell you if you would believe me, sang the lark, descending once more. I believe everything I am told, said the caterpillar again, with as grave a face as if it were a fact. Then I'll tell you something else, cried the lark, for the best of my news remains. You will one day be a butterfly yourself crazy bird exclaimed the caterpillar you tease me and now you are cruel as well as foolish go away i will ask your advice no more i told you you would not believe me cried the lark i believe everything that i am told persisted the caterpillar that is and she hesitated everything that is reasonable to believe. But to tell me that butterfly eggs are caterpillars and that caterpillars leave off crawling and get wings and become butterflies? Lark, you are too wise to believe such nonsense yourself for you know it is impossible. I know no such thing, said the Lark warmly. Whether I hover over the cornfields of earth or go up into the depths of the sky, I see so many wonderful things. I know no reason why there should not be more. Oh, Caterpillar, it is because you crawl, because you never get beyond your cabbage leaf that you call anything impossible. Nonsense, shouted the Caterpillar. I know what's possible and what's not possible, according to my experience and capacity, as well as you do. Look at my long green body and these endless legs, and then talk to me about having wings and a painted feathery coat. You would be wise, Caterpillar, cried the indignant lark. Do you not hear how my song swells with rejoicing? as I soar upwards to the mysterious wonder world above? Oh, Caterpillar, what comes to you from there? Receive as I do upon trust. That is what you call faith, interrupted the lark. How am I to learn faith, asked the Caterpillar. At that moment, she felt something at her side. She looked round. Eight or ten little green caterpillars were moving about and had already made a show of a hole in the cabbage leaf. They had broken from the butterfly's eggs. Shame and amazement filled our green friend's heart, but joy soon followed. For, as the first wonder was possible, the second might be so too. Teach me your lesson, Lark, she would say. And the Lark sang to her of the wonders of the earth below and of the heavens above. And the caterpillar talked all the rest of her life to her relations of the time when she should be a butterfly. But none of them believed her. She nevertheless had learned the lark's lesson of faith. And when she was going into her chrysalis, she said, I shall be a butterfly someday. But her relations thought her head was wandering, and they said, poor thing. And when she was a butterfly and was going to leave again, she said, I have known many wonders. I have faith. I can trust even now. For what shall come next? If I had to, I could go alone. But I don't know. Good night. Sleep tight. Someone to to. I could live alone in the woods. Not a single cell. Because you've become my home. These windows could shatter to the ground. These walls could fall right down. The lights could open out. Because this house is not my home. You've become my home. You've become my home. You've become my home.